0: Hello and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to Love Your Work Life, episode 109. I've spent the last couple of weeks talking about making decisions and the power we all have simply in the fact that we get to choose. We get to choose direction. We get to choose options. We get to decide. One of the things we talked about was the story that we're telling ourselves after the decision. That's gonna help us make that choice. I also talked about how to think about decisions differently so that we give ourselves some space and some grace around the process of decision-making. And today I wanna take it a step further and think about it from the perspective of the logic you use. In the behavioral strength survey that I have all of my clients participate in, one of the traits that's being measured is the logic trait, the basis through which the methodology, if you want to talk about it like that, the way your brain works when it comes to making decisions. Some people are feeling-based Decision makers. And I don't mean that you make a decision from an emotional place. The idea of feeling based decision making is that it comes from a very intuitive place, it's almost instinctual. Some of you are really good at making what other people would call gut decisions, you just have a sixth sense. You just kind of know things. You just have an intuition about things. And the reason that you have that, it isn't because these choices, this logic is coming from nowhere. People who use their feelings as a basis for decisions have the ability to mentally record information. Everything you observe, everything you hear, everything you listen to, your brain is just collecting all of that data. I oftentimes refer to this as the Sherlock Holmes brain when I am sharing this report and this information with a client. It just means that that's the way your brain works. And when you respond instinctively, it's not coming from nowhere it's coming from this collection of evidence that you have in your brain. And so it's informing those decisions very, very quickly. The other logic style is fact-based. Fact-based decision makers like having evidence. They like having facts. They like having information. And that information is coming from an external source versus the internal mechanism that feeling-based decision makers use. But it's still about evidence. You're collecting it. You're looking at data. You're looking at evidence. You're looking at facts. These are the things that are informing your decisions. And then there are some people who have a balance of both. You use fact-based decision-making when it serves you, or you use your instincts to make decisions when it serves you. But the truth remains that most of us need something to inform that decision. And that's why I wanna talk about evidence stacking today. Because the problem is, do you stay? Do you go? Do you apply for the promotion? Do you not apply for the promotion? Do you leave the familiar in a career that's just gotten boring and make that career pivot or not? These are still real things that we have to grapple with when we are making decisions and if you're constantly weighing it back and forth and staying in that miserable maybe i want to give you some tools that you can use to get out of the miserable maybe to use evidence stacking to your advantage now if you look up evidence stacking the definition will be a technique used for gathering and analyzing multiple sources of information. And then you're gonna use that information in your decision-making process. The thing about evidence stacking, if you read on, it all feels very external in nature. You're looking at a variety of sources. You are considering the credibility of those sources. You might be identifying patterns and trends as part of this evidence stack. You might be considering the limitation of sources. Listen, stats can be manipulated, right? 85% of people do it this way. Well, if they only interviewed 10 people, is that reliable, right? You're considering those limitations. And then you bring all of that information, all of your findings, and you synthesize that into an actionable plan. That's the pure definition of evidence stacking. What I'm offering you today is a way to think about it and leverage it from a personal perspective, to rely on your internal validation as much as you might external and to really consider that the internal and the external overlap and that they're interdependent on each other and that you can use both to help you stack the evidence and give yourself a sense of confidence in the decisions that you're making because decisions do have to come from somewhere. I love what my coach, Stacy Bayman, says about belief. She talks about stages of belief. And there are three simple stages. There is, this is impossible. We all have moments where we think the thing we want is impossible, and therefore we don't make a decision, we don't take actions towards it. We're kind of stuck in impossible. The next stage of belief is possible. It's easier to make a forward movement when the story that we're telling ourselves is that it's possible. It's possible you could get the promotion, it's possible someone would see your relevant value so that you can make your career pivot. Possible feels lighter than impossible. Possible gives us space to make a decision that will serve us. And then the last stage of belief is inevitable. It's like this. If you are going to go on vacation and you buy the plane ticket, there's a certain inevitability about that upcoming trip. It is going to happen. The decision's been made, the tickets have been purchased, the s- schedule has been set, you've got the dog sitter or whatever, the house sitter. Making that decision and taking that action is part of the inevitability, but you can also believe it's inevitable before you ever make the decision before you ever make the choice. And evidence stacking is going to help you move through those stages, from impossible to possible to inevitable. So what do I mean by this sort of internal evidence stacking? I want you to do a few things. The first thing I want you to do is find evidence, from your own personal experience, from your own knowledge base, what you have inside your brain, from your own successes. This is the evidence stacking I want you to look for. When you are considering whether or not to do something and you decide to go looking for evidence that you can actually do it, you are providing the stack that's going to help you. Say, for instance, you want to pivot from customer success to sales. Well, some of the evidence that you might have is that you're great at relationship building. Sales requires relationship building. So does customer success, even customer service. You could go from customer service to sales because you have amazing relationship-building skills. You might also find evidence for that career pivot because of the people that you've interacted with. You have interacted with salespeople. You've picked up on some of that stuff. You know the kind of things that they talk about. If you're in customer success, then you know a lot about the product as well. Because you're helping the client engage with that product, engage with that service the way it was intended to be. Look for relevant evidence. These could be adjacent things. They could be direct things. Asking yourself questions like, where might I have encountered something similar? Great question. What are the things that have happened in your career where something totally new and different was thrust upon you and you figured it out. These, my friends, are the little evidence nuggets that I want you to start stacking up for yourself. When you start asking yourself better questions, you will start to find the evidence that you're looking for. And the more evidence you find, the more evidence you find, because that's the way our brains work. Our brains are always looking for evidence that what we're thinking is true. So you're stacking evidence upon evidence upon evidence. That's why the fact-based logic and the feeling-based logic are interdependent, and I want you to leverage both. Because you are observing things, you are collecting information, you have encountered experiences directly and indirectly that can be evidence for you. When you are starting to get this evidence, also pay attention to your thinking patterns. You may have your own bit of personal bias about yourself. Sometimes these are beliefs that have, and words that have been spoken over you. Things like, it always takes me a long time to learn new things. I don't catch on very quickly. Those are the kinds of things I want you to question. And that's where your own thinking patterns and your own personal bias about you can derail you from moving from impossible to possible to inevitable, from evidence that you can't to evidence that you can. Question those innate thinking patterns. Anytime you come up with an I can't, I don't, that's a perfect clue. You're not looking for evidence the right way that you are staying stuck in impossible instead of moving towards possible and ultimately inevitable. One of the best ways I know to disrupt thinking patterns is to do a thought download. This is you getting all of the thoughts out of your brain onto a piece of paper. It creates this really interesting detachment from those thoughts because now instead of spinning around in your head like their belief, like it's truth, it's now a story on a piece of paper and it's a story you get to question. It's a story that you get to ask yourself, is this really true? And there's something about having it on a piece of paper and identifying it. Sometimes those thoughts you will see as completely and utterly ridiculous And then disrupt the thinking pattern, pick a thought from that download, a thought that's truly holding you back, and then decide what you want to think instead. I do this every day. I do. What thought is holding me back? If you ask yourself that question, you would be surprised how quickly your brain will serve up that thought because it's just hanging around in there. And now once you have it, then you get to decide what you want to think instead. You know what? And sometimes I'm writing down the exact opposite of that thought. Sometimes I'm taking it to another level. What is motivating that thought? If the motivation is insecurity or fear, then the thought you choose may be something that addresses that. After you look for all of this evidence in your experiences, in your knowledge, in your success, and you have considered your thinking patterns, and you've uncovered some of of the biases that you may have towards yourself, and you start getting intentional about what you want to think instead, next, I suggest that you reflect on your values and goals. Consider if the decision you're about to make is in alignment with your personal values, with your beliefs. I can't tell you how many people are experiencing stress in their life because the company that they're working for isn't aligned with their personal values and goals. In the behavioral strengths survey that I mentioned, one of the areas that it measures is the adjustments that you're making to your natural behavioral strengths. The priorities that you have in your life around your environment, your personal beliefs, your work life, your values, any time you are behaving in a way that is contrary to your personal values and goals, you are going to be experiencing discomfort. And eventually discomfort results in energy drain. That's why when you are using evidence stacking and when you have disrupted your thinking patterns, you've decided, okay, I've caught myself. Now you go back to your values and goals and make sure everything's aligned because that's where all of the evidence can, can get kicked up a notch. How fun and secure is it going to feel? when you've got the evidence you need, when you're being intentional with your thinking and now you have the confidence, the assurance that you are pursuing something, that you are making a decision that is in line with your personal values and goals. That is a really amazing space to be living when you are making decisions. And the last thing I want to offer when it comes to leveraging evidence stacking for making your decisions is to trust your intuition. Does it feel good? Trust your feelings to be that barometer. Get in touch with how you feel about a decision because your feelings will tell you the truth about what you're thinking. Feeling afraid? You're thinking something, my friend. You're thinking of something like, what if it doesn't work? Feeling curious? What if this works? Feeling confident? I have got this. This is how you leverage evidence stacking. Look for it in all of your experiences, knowledge, successes. I'm going to put an accomplishment worksheet in the show notes for you because it's when you start writing about your accomplishments that you'll start finding the evidence that you can actually do things. Then go back, disrupt your thinking. Make sure that what you are considering in your decision aligns with your values and goals and then trust your intuition. Look for the good feeling and follow that and you will find that decisions come easier and easier and easier. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide and The Art of Stellar Interviews, so that you can have a job search that's stress-free, gets you in front of people, and most importantly, gets you that job offer. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.